0: Welcome to the Impact Business Show. I'm your host, Annalise Warren, a marketing agency CEO, business strategist, digital marketing mentor, wife and mama of four little ones. Stay tuned for conversations with successful purpose-driven business leaders, as well as practical marketing strategies that you can action right away. We're here to help you master your marketing, build your business and change the world. So let's get into it. Welcome back. I'm really excited for today's episode. Today, I am interviewing and speaking with Steve Sassari. Steve is an engaging, experienced, and multi-talented guest. He has been a trusted advisor to entrepreneurs and nonprofits for over 40 years. He's had a business ranked by Inc. Magazine as one of the fastest growing privately held companies in the US and was nominated by Inc. Magazine as Entrepreneur of the Year. A year later, he broke a new record and he had one of the fastest shrinking companies. Steve learned through these experiences that the most important things in life are the things that money cannot buy. He's transparent, authentic, and his stories easily connect with his audience. Steve's books, talks, and programs have inspired and influenced thousands of people around the country, America, so, and I think we need to expand that a little bit, Steve. He has been equipping entrepreneurs since 1995 to integrate their personal and professional life by focusing on the 6F model that I am incredibly excited to dig into. It's faith, family, friends, finance, fitness equals fulfillment. Steve, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, well, thank you. It's so nice of you to have me on, and and again, as I told you before, I love your your accent. I love Australia. My daughter did a semester abroad there, and so we got to uh, go jogging on Coogee Beach and and spend some quality time in Sydney and some other places. So, love your country.
0: Thank you. We're very happy to have you over this side virtually this morning for me. <laughs> so, Steve, that's the really impressive, incredible professional bio. Tell me a little bit about the what's behind that. Tell me about how you got here. Um, a, a little bit about that.
1: Sure. Uh, well, I grew up in in New York. I was one of eight kids. Uh, my dad passed on early and, and literally I had I, you know, played sports a lot of my life and have always gravitated to doing kind of entrepreneurial things. Uh, I went to college. I played fo- uh, American football in college uh, I got hurt, couldn't play football anymore. And up to that point, that was my life. And so uh, kind of got into what I call the sex, drugs, and rock and roll uh, uh, era of my life. And then literally turned my life around and, and uh, started uh, working. Uh, and it's interesting, I got fired from my first three jobs, uh, at and, least, and, and realized I was gonna have to be an entrepreneur because nobody else would have me. So, uh, you know, again, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I kind of started working for other people and and just found out that uh, that's not the road that I was meant to go down. So uh, I got into business. I've had several successful entrepreneurial businesses. Uh, My brother and I started a company called Trillium Health Products, and we marketed a product called the Juice Man Juicer, uh, literally uh, on a $50,000 home equity line of credit we grew that business uh, in three and a half years to close to $100 million in revenue. And and again, I I joke about it in the bio, we were ranked by Inc Magazine as one of the fastest growing privately held uh, companies. And then the following year, I joke, we were ranked by Mad Magazine as one of the fastest shrinking companies in the United States. And literally, I learned so much more coming down that ladder of success. Uh, uh, I, I learned that the most important things in life are the things that money can't buy, your faith, your family, and your friends. And I have spent most of my time since then uh, coaching a select group of entrepreneurs on how to be the best and achieve the best at home, at work uh, and in the community. And um, I I like helping people make money, but more importantly, I like helping people make a difference. So uh, in working with the people I work with, typically they're uh, pretty successful already. Uh, I'm at Rome in Buckhead, a collaborative workspace. And one of my clients flew down from North Carolina uh, a very successful woman in her 50s, uh, and, and literally trying to find out uh, she's made all this money, but how do I become fulfilled with whatever time I have left? And it's been very interesting and having worked with people, having experienced success and lived the American dream, uh, uh, you realize along the way that there's some things that money can do to make you happy and bring happiness, but there's a lot of other things that go into it. So, uh, I, I'm actually working on a new book called, uh, uh let's get effed up. And it's basically the five F's to fulfillment. And, and it's based on faith, family, friends, finance, and fitness. And what I've found is that if any one of those areas is lacking, uh, there's less fulfillment in people's lives. So what I try to do is help them really unwrap and dive deep and understand how to implement each uh, uh, portion or each F uh, to incorporate into uh, becoming and getting a more fulfilled life.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm really, I think it's spot on, really. I, I talk about it as being a well-being wheel, which incorporates those those things as well. So um, I think that that really aligns. And I totally agree. And in my own life, I've definitely experienced that when the balance is off. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, um, it's not great. It's really not, it's really not great. So tell me, let's back up a little bit. What happened with Juice Man?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, Juice Man Again, it, I, I think being successful has a lot to do with timing, and and we just happened to be right in the right place at the right time. Uh, we uh, were in a place where people were really becoming self-conscious about their health, and and really learning uh, and wanting to have products uh, uh, to help them live a healthier lifestyle. And so uh, you know we started. Uh, it was my brother and myself, and then uh, we gradually grew. We had a a great 10-step strategic marketing plan that we implemented. Uh, we were trying to grow uh, a $50 million business in five years, but we grew a $100 million business in three years. And uh, literally, uh, we I, I think what happened was uh, uh, we violated some of the, the, the key principles uh, uh, when it c- comes to growing a business. Uh, uh, we went from my brother and I to 250 people uh we had a couple of investment bankers that came in and started telling us you know grow baby grow baby grow baby grow uh you know 10 times uh earnings uh was real cognizant on the numbers i know you're real big on know the numbers uh and and really looking at that uh and actually had a 122 million dollar offer on the table and what happened in the span of about 3 months Uh, two weeks before we were supposed to close, there became a glut in the marketplace and and literally uh, uh, the juicer sales kind of dried up and the offer was taken off the table. And for the next, I'd say year and a half, uh, we had to kind of survive through the process of, of maintaining our corporate culture, our people. I knew we had the best product in the industry, and that uh, if we got to the other end of this uh, situation that we would own half of the, uh, half the market. Uh, so literally we were in survival mode and then a company called Salt and Maxim Houseware came along and made us an offer. And uh, we sold to Salt and Maxim Houseware and Salt and Maxim Houseware went on to do a product called the George Foreman Grill, which uh, my brother did all the marketing for as well. So uh, again, uh, you know, it was, um, I know what I know, but more importantly, I know what I don't know. And most of my success had come from surrounding myself with successful people that knew more than I did. I had five Harvard MBAs in there. Uh, But what happened was, as an entrepreneur, uh, you have a bootstrapping mentality and you do the things you need to do on a day in and day out basis. Uh, You know, there's no job or task that you won't do. As we started making money, we started hiring consultants and throwing money at problems instead of continuing to do the bootstrapping that we did in the beginning. And, and, and I could see some of that happening from where I was, but we were growing so fast. We started outgrowing our people. You know, somebody who was an effective manager at 10 million became obsolete at 50 million. So we were always outgrowing our personnel. And and I've actually established a new mantra when I uh, work with other companies. It's like, coach them up or coach them out. Uh, you know, coach the people to where your business is going to be. Hire people to where your business is going to be, not to where your business is. And then constantly coach them up or coach them out of the company if they're not going to help you grow to the level that you want them to grow to. And I love this saying, I read in a book, the only thing worse than training people and losing them to the competition is not training them and keeping them. So I, again, it was a little bit of growing too fast. It was a little bit of listening to outside consultants uh, and a little bit of getting a little ahead of ourselves and excited about $122 million uh, payday at the end, uh, you know, at, at the end of the rainbow.
0: Thank you so much for sure for being so transparent there. I think, um, yeah, it's such a delicate balance and so complex. And there is something to be said, I think, for sustainable growth. <laughs> yeah. I, I think so. Um, yeah, some really great lessons in there, and I think the the part that a lot of people can kind of relate to is that the training piece i know a lot of my um, a lot of my listeners are service based entrepreneurs and they're they're exploring that they've got small teams and that the people piece is you know chewy
1: <laughs> oh yeah so, yeah yeah the especially you know during covid when there's a lack of labor force it's so hard over here most people can't find really good help So uh, you know, again, to me that uh, uh, the corporate culture that we created attract a lot of really good people. People want to be part of something that's exciting and you know, kind of the next iteration or reinvention of something new. Um, And and just going back to a a couple of things you said, I know I I know when I listened to uh, your habits of successful uh, people, sustainable success. You know, you talked about uh, phys- physical health. You talked about uh, mindset. You talked about professional development. There's the training. And then you talked about knowing your numbers. And, and, and again, I, I, I like to always uh, kind of leave some wisdom of somebody has who's been through the startup, the growth and the exit of a company. Uh, and a little bit later in years, you know, the cost of anything, the real cost of anything in life is the amount of time you and I have to exchange for it. And I think when we're younger, we have this vision of, oh my gosh, I'll work 80 hours a week. I'll you know, find a, the American dream, no offense to Australia. Uh, and, we're and, backing. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and what I found is that so many people have kind of put their ladder uh, against a wall, gotten to the top, and when they get to the top, they found out that they put it against the wrong wall that there wasn't a lot of satisfaction, that they left the trail of broken relationships, that they, uh, you know, sacrificed something in order to get that financial success. And so I I am just, you know, here now to preach about the benefits of kind of having a picture and being intentional about the whole pie. And again, my, my first book was called Clarity, how to get it, how to keep it, how to use it to balance your life I've since taken kind of the balance part away and now I talk about integration. How do you integrate the personal with the professional? How do you be the best uh, and achieve the best at home, at work and in the community? And literally, uh, you know, having uh, been married to my wife of 41 years, she's a doctor of speech and language pathology. I have three daughters that are all professional and successful and all have children. Uh, I know you have four children. I think women have it harder than anybody else trying to find that integration and balance. Uh, and 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 again, what I've found and observed is that no matter where you are, uh, if you're at home, you feel like you be a, need to be at work. If you're at work, you feel like you're doing it at the expense of, of your family. So I just think it's so important again, and my message that if I leave nothing else with you, with you and your audience is that re, in reality, the most important things in life are the things that money can't buy. And if you're going to cheat, cheat with your time on how much time you spend with the business and don't cheat on how much time you spend with the family. Because those are the things that last. Those are the things that are going to be our legacy uh, and 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 literally the things uh, that are going to be most cherished by us. I, I just know the older I get, After I leave here tomorrow, I fly up to Baltimore to go be with my three, uh, my daughter, who's an ER doctor and her three grand, well, two grandchildren, and she's having number three in the next couple of days. So, uh, you know, again, I balance my life around doing what I love to do, but then really spending my time and being intentional uh, with who I let in and where I spend that time and who I spend that time with. And to do that, you have to say no to a lot of people. And that's hard to do for anybody. Um, you know, I, I'm fortunate to be a, at a place where I had early success. And so I don't have to do things. I don't have to engage in, 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 in businesses or relationships that I don't want to. And so uh, it just, again, gives me the freedom to be able to have the margin to do the things that I want to do on a personal and professional level.
0: Yeah, that's really well said and I think sometimes it's hardest to say no to ourselves I know for me I I'm driven to a certain result and I love what I do and to close the laptop when you know I've said I'm going to close the laptop it can yeah. often be that that talk with myself because I yeah I can get sucked in and I think lots of entrepreneurs really can so um, oh yeah it's a really good reminder about why we're doing this in the first place and I definitely experienced that in the early days too. I surrounded myself with other people who were growing agencies Um, and they could spend 18 hours a day and I had my family. And so I was like, hang on, why am I doing it? I'm doing it so I don't have to work all the time. Okay. So don't work all the (laughs) time. (laughs) Um, Yes. So let's dive into clarity. So tell me more about that and what that integration means for you.
1: Um, Well, well, here's what it means. And and I, again, clarity is all about being intentional on a personal and professional level. Uh, I actually wrote the book as a legacy for my kids to kind of give them some stories of my own you know, personal and professional life. And then to uh, uh, give them kind of a, a roadmap, a track to run on. Uh, you know, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. And so there are specific principles that lead to success however you want to define success. Uh, and, 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 and what I do is try to incorporate that into clarity. That uh, if, and, and I mean, you know all this because I've listened to you and your talks that success is not an accident. I actually wrote a, a, a program called Success Is Not An Accident Secret Top 1%. And it's all about the intentional habits that people have that lead to success. So uh, I, I wrote clarity, I share stories, uh, I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of my life. Uh, again, to me, somebody had told me that, you know, God's favorite color is transparent. Um, to me, I, I think people learn more from my mistakes and from our mistakes. And add they're not actually mistakes uh, if you learn from them and don't continue to do them over and over. It's only a mistake if you keep doing it. So, you know, what I have done, uh, you know, from Clarity and from the book uh, and from, Uh, the practice that I have uh, as a trusted advisor to select group of entrepreneurs is I have them run everything they want to do through a filter of two sets of three questions. And the first question is, is this relationship or this opportunity bringing me more joy or more stress? Very simple question. And, and, you know, when you're starting a business, there is a boatload of stress, but when you start to filter it through that, you know, that, 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 uh, Uh, Is it bringing me more joy or is it bringing me more stress? Then you can make a decision. The second one is, uh, and you mentioned this, um, is this relationship or this opportunity moving me closer or farther away from the person I want to become? Becoming the person you want to become, it's easy to get sucked into somebody else's agenda or vortex. So you have to be intentional with the people you surround yourself with. And those people are doing one of two things they're either lifting you up in helping you become the person you want to become, or they're pulling you down and away from the person you want to become, whether it's personally or professionally. And there's no neutral ground. Everybody's either lifting you up or pulling your ground. Third question is, uh, will this relationship or opportunity help me achieve my financial goals? So when you start running things through that three question sieve, it starts to narrow down the things you say yes to and the things you say, you know, and you say no to more things. Then there's three more questions if people pass that scrutiny. Number one, and this comes from a famous football coach, Lou Holtz, can I trust you? Number two, do you care about me? And number three, are you committed to excellence? And if the answer is no to any one of those questions, then you don't do business with that person. Then you don't bring that person in as part of the team. And and it really helps to create a Uh, standard whereby you can start to measure the things that you allow into your life that you allow into your business, and then you take control of what you say yes to and what you say no to does that make sense.
0: So yeah, it really does That's um yeah. That's a really great framework
1: Steve. Yeah, and 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 to me, I have seen more people that are worth again from, you know, everybody's perspective very successful. And I just had this conversation a couple of months ago sitting with a prospective client and he's telling me everything about uh, his life. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what the heck do you need me for? And it got real quiet and he looks at me and he goes, I have no joy in my life. I mean, just think about that, that you get to your fifties and you're sitting there and you've accomplished all of these successful things and companies and at the top of your game and you have no joy in your life. So what I try to do is instill in people, uh, you know, try to think about where you want to be, you know, three years, five years, ten years, twenty years from now, and then run that through the sieve. You know, will this opportunity or relationship bring more joy or more stress? Will this help me become the person I'm striving to become, and will this help move me closer or farther away from the objectives and goals financially that I'm trying to create? And then, what are you willing to exchange? Uh, In order to get that success, most of the people I work with, I'm helping them find margin in their life. I don't everybody I work with doesn't have time to work or do anything extra. They're all you know what it's like being an entrepreneur, you're juggling, you know, like 19 different things. And so what I do is really help them identify what I call high payback activities. I talk about this in the book. And I uh, identify a high payback activity is uh, the three to five things that you do that help uh, you create the results that you get compensated for, or the three to five things that you do that create the results that move you closer to the vision or mission of your organization. And then we identify them. Uh, and then we delegate or get rid of what I call the low payback activities. And and, and, and that's kind of the first uh, you know thing I do when I work with people because they're so busy holding on to the, 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 the little things that don't move the needle and doing it at the expense of the things that are going to really move them in the direction they want to go on a personal and professional level.
0: So good. I'm going to do that activity, Steve. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy the book. Um, yeah, it sounds... Um, I think a lot of the time we talk about these things, but they're a little bit more abstract. Like, And so I would love that you've put that framework around it to give people something they can really use and uh, I love a formula I love a system so I think for me that um that's really helpful to have the, that thing to work through to uh, tangible questions and yeah. that that you can yeah uses that filter so um I think that's really great
1: really really useful yeah. well and, and and again I think uh, I, I, again I'm all I love to read I'm a voracious reader um and 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 you know, I think that just gets to a point where the practical application, that's really what I'm you know, hearing a lot of the people I work with and that struggle is like, well, I hear it. You even said it in in you know your habits for sustaining success you know, that knowing what to do is one thing, doing it is the other. And that's where the rubber hits the road is having the, what we call chutzpah to get up and do it. You know, people ask me all the time, Stephen, what's the difference between people that are successful and people that aren't? I said, well, it's really profound. And this is in my book. I said, it's really profound. uh, The people that do, do, and the people that don't, don't. (laughs) Everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to be healthy. Everybody wants the result. But not everybody is willing to pay the price to get the result. And and that's where the rubber hits the road. You're successful because you took action on what you thought about. And again, we have to think it, we have to believe it, and then we can go out and and, and anything we hold in our mind becomes the reality that we end up holding in our hands on a personal or professional level. So, uh, you know, again, I just get fired up about this stuff because, uh, you know, again, I see so many people struggling. And and they're always looking for you know uh, politics. They're looking for other people. It's somebody else's fault. And and it's always like you have the ability to do anything you want to do in the palm of your hand if you choose to make the commitment to do it. And 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 so again, what I do is either uh, help people get unstuck and then pat them on the back or kick them in the butt to get them going, whatever they need. So. Probably pre- very similar to what you do, right? <laughs> the
0: definition of a perfect coach, Steve. You know, you know the difference. <laughs> actually, um, I did personal training for a few years because I, I loved it Just on the side, like while I was still doing everything else. Yeah. And um, the approach, the different like person that coach that I had to be for different people to get them up the stairs. Like some really yeah. did need that kick up the butt, and some needed like you know, the really soft thing. And I was like, oh wow, so like really interesting to look at human yeah. behavior like that but um let's talk about joy because I know sure. that I know for me that that um I, I realized that a couple of years in that I was just kind of on this this treadmill where I was I was working and then you know I've got the kids and we'll do dinner and bath and bed and I hadn't we hadn't put play and fun into just kind of the every day so I really noticed that um for myself how do you yeah. How do you talk about that with your clients, or how do you, how do you approach that when they, someone says to you, "I've got no joy in my life"? How do they, how do you encourage them to move that back in?
1: Well, well, well again, I, I, I am a, uh, you know, sometimes I'll send them to. I, I, I have a network of people. Uh, uh, sometimes they need some professional, objective advice. But for the most part, what I do is I, you know, if you look around this room, there's a whole, the walls are whiteboards. Okay. And so well, if I had a client city, if you were sitting here, I'd have you put everything you're doing up on the wall. And then we would walk down step-by-step. Step. What brings you joy? What creates stress? What is helping you become a person, the person you want to become? What's helping you achieve your goal? And then we make a decision. Does it stay on the wall or does it come off the wall? Uh, everything I talk about, uh, I, really, there has to be a practical application. Otherwise, it's just words that people can't you know, get into. And so I really help them identify my whole job is to help people find joy in their life. And mostly that joy comes from eliminating things that shouldn't have been there to begin with. And, and, and again, the problem is we all get, you, you, know, you said it before, it's so easy to get sucked into the vortex of life. You're a mom. You're a mom of four kids. Just that in itself is an 80-hour-a-week job. I mean, no, I'm serious. I, I, we've raised four kids, and we now have six grandkids, and another one coming. So I know the time and energy that that takes to to, to make that happen. Uh, and 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 then how do you integrate that with being a professional, and having the time to do? Uh, you're a digital marketer. You're uh, a coach. You you know you do all these other things that you have gifts and talents to do, and 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 how do you integrate and make that happen? Well, there's only 24 hours in a day, and so what we do is identify what are the three to five most important things you need to do on a personal and professional level, and then either delegate or eliminate. The rest of the things. It's as simple and as complex as that. I, I really try. Again, I, I I joke about this all the time. Uh, I have to dumb it all down to USA Today, uh, you know, to to for people to understand it. If I don't understand it, I can't, you know, bring it to somebody else. You said it in in one of your talks. If you're not passionate about what you do and excited, how can you expect anybody else to be excited or passionate about it? If you haven't figured it out yet, I'm pretty passionate and excited about (laughs) about what I do as you are. So what I really try to do is to get people unstuck and bring more joy is just to dig deep, look at what they're doing and do more of the things that help bring joy to their life and eliminate the things that don't. And and don't get me wrong, there's always gonna be stress. There's always gonna be challenge. There's always gonna be things that come up in our life that are beyond our control that will try to rob our joy But again, it's not what happens to us. This is the other thing you talked about. It's mindset. How do we respond to what happens to us? And and, and you can take a negative perspective or you can take, okay, not why did this happen, but what am I supposed to learn through this happening? And then another one of my favorite quotes comes from a famous uh, basketball coach, John Wooden. John Wooden said, don't let what you can't do stop you from doing what you can do. And so many people get stuck as an entrepreneur, there's, there's a hundred things you have to do to get, <laughs> to open your door and start your business. People will stop, you know, at the first, the, the first challenge or the first issue that comes up. And, and literally you have to have that mindset that you're going to do whatever you need to do to get to that end end result that you're looking for. But so many people stop when they find something they they can't do instead of like, finding somebody who can help them through it, finding a way around it, finding a way through it. Somebody always has the answer. And the other thing I've learned is for everything that you and I hate to do, there's somebody out there that loves to do it and does it better than we do. So understand what your core competencies are, the things you like to do, understand what you don't like to do and delegate and find people that are good at doing it. And that's how you get more stuff done and get more, bring more joy to your life. Plus, bring joy to the other people's life who love to do it.
0: Yeah. I think that's been a a big lesson to me in the last 12 months is that there are things that I, that I thought there's no way like someone would love to do that thing. (laughs) And I guess what? I found people that love to do that thing and that's what they wanted. I'm like, I actually can't believe it. Um, So yes, I, I totally agree. And I think taking that step can be can be scary, but yeah. if, if you've got, if you know what mountain or what, what, you know, wall you want the ladder to be up against, then you can make those decisions and make them strategically.
1: Well, well again, and make them intentionally and not by default. Okay. When you have clarity and you know what, what it is you want to do, then you can start saying, you know, uh, today, tomorrow, next week, next month, what do I need to do? Who do I need to meet? What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to do more of? Uh, again, to reach that end result that we're looking for. And look, you're, I just want people to, to understand, I never wrote goals in my life. I I was kind of a fly by the seat of my pants person. The first time I wrote down a goal is when my brother and I were starting uh, the juicing business and three and a half years later, I had a hundred million dollar business. So now I'm real careful with what I write down because anytime I get it out of here and put it down on paper, you know, I go out and find a way to make it happen. I bring in the right people, the right resources uh, and surround myself with the things uh, that I need for success to make that happen. So uh, I, 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 again, I I really want to, you um, I think the people that listen to you again, based on on what I've listened, uh, some of the programs are really looking at how they can be the best personally and professionally, and looking for uh, again the secret, and and so much of it has to do with um, them pouring into themselves. You know, the best investment you can make is an investment in yourself. Uh, when I was working with the New York Times best-selling author Tommy Newberry, he um, had a formula. It was called uh, NT. Uh, plus ASK times MD equals PPP natural talent times acquired skills and knowledge uh, times mental discipline equals your personal performance potential. And a lot of people have natural talent, but they don't continue to get the acquired skills and knowledge to take that natural talent to the next level. And then again, the big multiplier is the mental discipline. You have to be disciplined to follow through and take actions and do the things that need to be done, and that's what leads up to your potential with whatever you want to achieve in life. So, uh, I, you know, that's what I try to help people untangle and unravel. Uh, you they've got natural talent. What are the acquired skills and knowledge that you need to be better at what you do? Uh, and I would ask that of your audience, and then you know, write them down and then develop a plan to start. Is it going back to school? Is it, is it, is it learning? Uh, is it learning how to take a class to be better at whatever your skill or trade is? Uh, uh, and then uh, mental discipline. Again, that one, it can be a learned skill, but what I've found is people either have it or they don't uh, and, and I didn't have it. I've gotten better at it but I really worked on that middle part. I had some natural talent. I worked on the acquired skills and knowledge. And and literally, uh, again, another favorite saying, everything I've experienced in life has prepared me from what I'm about to do next. And, And that's the good, the bad, and the ugly, the successes, the failures. I've actually learned more from the things that failed than I have from the things that were successful. And the things that I failed at actually helped create the uh, biggest uh, again business success that I had, but I had to go through those in order to understand how to surround myself with the right people, in order to understand what not to do, and in order to understand what to do in order to reach that goal and vision that we, uh, my brother and I, had for that company.
0: Yeah, well, that's the learning, right? And I think just reframing that, and I think I think we all we have to go through that. I love the saying that, you know, that success is standing on the mountain of failures. <laughs> and so,
1: yeah, and no, it's, it's true. Yeah. It,
0: it, I think it's really true, especially if you start business because you want, you know, a certain financial result or a certain lifestyle and then, or you just want to do more of the thing yeah. and you maybe you don't you get there and you don't actually want that so you have to break it down a little bit and then rebuild it again and then maybe maybe that's not quite it you break it down a little bit and build it again at least that has been true for me um how can we cultivate this multi, multi this mental discipline more because I, I think you're right I think this is a really big sticking point yeah no. uh
1: you know I I for me It literally is intentionality. Uh, It's like I have to push myself out of my comfort zone. Um, I have to have a steady stream of positive affirmations. I have to continually reinforce myself with either, for me, I use Bible verses, uh, I um, I, I use other positive affirmations about myself. I remember I was up in Canada and I was launching a line of supplements for the first time on a shopping channel in Canada. And I don't know if you've ever been on live TV, but pretty much you know, you live and breathe by you know, how people respond or don't. And I remember the very first time I went out, I, did, I had a 12 minute segment and I came back in and I sold three products. Uh, I, and basically if you don't sell 15 to $20,000 worth of product, they don't invite you back. And I literally at the time had a coach I was working with and I called him, I had to go out five more times. Just think how I call them mental monsters. Oh, Stephen, you're not good enough. Steven, who are you to think you can go out there and do Steve, I started getting what I call stinking thinking. Okay. And so I literally called up uh, my buddy. He, uh, I don't know if he was my partner at that time but he ended up, uh, he and I were working together and he's just a master at positive affirmations people need to hear what you have to say. You're good, you're ready, you were born to do this, you're the best. And it's almost like you have to talk yourself into success. You can talk yourself into anything and people are more in tune to talking themselves into the negative things that they don't wanna do than they are the positive things. So again, to me, having positive affirmations to immediately stop the stinking thinking, and, and, and long story short with the, the shopping channel, I went back out and the next show, I sold $22,000 worth of product. Uh, and then and, and again, when I, yeah, so it was, and again, I hated being on TV. I never went back to the shopping channel. I, I thought it was something I liked to do and I tried it. I didn't like it, but I tried it. Uh, so, and again, to me, that's another thing is, is like, the only way to really understand and find out if you're gonna like something, you know, test and analyze. Test and analyze. when we do marketing, you know this. Test and analyze. We we think we know what will work, but we don't know uh, until we make sure we got the right target audience and the right message and dem- that that that's going to resonate with that demographic. And we test and analyze, and then you know what's working, what's not working, and then third, what am I going to do differently going forward? I think it's the same way with life. Um, my partner and I started a radio show. It's called Life Coach Live. Uh, the only problem with a live radio show is you have to be there every Sunday afternoon at two o'clock. I had a wife and four young kids. And on Sunday afternoon, that's not how I wanted to be spending my time. But I spent a year doing it before I realized I wasn't willing to pay the cost of the time I had to invest away from my family to do that. And it wasn't bringing me joy. It wasn't me moving closer to my financial goals. And so you make a decision, you stop doing it. So again, part of, uh, I know did, we, we were talking about mental discipline, but it all kind of folds in together. It's like, you have to talk yourself into it. You have to really be intentional but you also have to try stuff, okay? Because, uh, you know, uh, part of life is like you said the uh, success is stacked on top of all the failures that we've done. But if you haven't failed at anything, how do you get you know, to your success? So, uh, multi- uh, the mental discipline can be learned. And, and again, I, I have some tools for it I can send or if people want to reach out to uh, you know, be happy to point them in the right direction. Uh, but there's specific things you can do. I, ha- I have something called the results model you know, that literally goes through uh, the seven steps of achieving the results and, and part of one of those steps is creating positive affirmations. And, and again, it's all about uh, really being intentional with the thoughts we allow into our head. Um, uh, again, the, 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 if you go to bed at night watching the late night news, you're gonna wake up in the morning with a bunch of horrible thoughts running through your head. If you have a little list of positive affirmations that you say before you go to bed, that's what gets programmed into your subconscious and you know this, it doesn't happen if you do it once or twice, it has to be consistency over time. So I would say the first best step is to take one small thing that you can implement. It might take a minute, two minutes, three minutes. It might be reading some positive affirmation and then just read it before you get out of bed in the morning and read it before you go to bed at night. And you will start to cultivate a mental discipline that is creating a positive environment uh, for you to be thinking about things uh, on what you can do and not dwelling on things that you can't do. It will help you start thinking about how can I make the world a better place rather than complaining about how bad the world is. And, And here's the deal that I've learned over time too. We can't do everything, but all of us can do something. It can be big, it can be little, It can be a $5 contribution or it can be a $5,000 contribution. It can be a five minute service project or it can be a five hour service project. Again, we decide what we do with our time and and have to be intentional and specific with what it is that we want to do. So does that make sense?
0: Such a great answer. Awesome. And yeah, I think really claiming that and knowing that we we can decide and it is we we do we get the ability to choose, and I think often we feel like like we do we get stuck in the loop, and we forget that we get we get to yeah. choose. So that's a really great point, um, Steve. Thank you. That was an incredible conversation. Definitely, totally lived up to and exceeded my expectations. So oh, grateful. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, how can people lean in and um, and get in touch or hear more of this content. Obviously, we, uh, we can get the book clarity. Where else can we get in touch? Where's the best place?
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, again, uh, my website is, is, is uh, stevecesari.com. If people want to email me, it's steve at stevecesari.com. Uh, it's all pretty simple. And, and, and again, I, I'm going to be looking to repurpose uh, this podcast, you know, through my channels as well. Uh, And and again, I I really try to respond to everybody that reaches out. I can't, uh, you know, promise 100%, but if people reach out and contact me, uh, I will get back to them uh, as quickly as I possibly can. So, and again, my book Clarity is on Amazon, it's on Audible, um, you know, they can find it uh, most anywhere online as well. Uh, So, uh, again, I appreciate uh, the time. Uh, Thank you for having me on your show. It was an honor. And uh, I I just wish the best uh, for you personally and professionally and for all your listening audience.
0: Thank you so much, Steve. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Impact Business Show. Two things you should know before you go. First, come and join the party. I'm live with free marketing training in the Social Marketing Method Facebook group every single week. That's where you can ask questions and get the answers you need to simplify your strategy and amplify your income. Go to AnnaliseWarn.com forward slash group to join and come and network with an incredible community of like-minded business owners. Now, second, if you have got any value from this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe and share it out on your socials. Your support helps us reach more purpose-driven entrepreneurs and increase our impact in the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will see you next week.
1: Bye.